impure motives or trickery. So unfortunately, many preach with deceit to try to get to a point, a good point, but they use trickery and deceit. Hallelujah. So that's why Apostle Paul said that the, the saints that were at Berea were more noble than the saints that were at Thessalonica because when they heard the word of God, they went to search the scriptures daily. What scripture are you using? And are you using a scripture, twisting the scripture? Hallelujah. So that's why Apostle Paul is saying, for we speak, uh, uh, yeah, we speak as messengers approved unto God. No, where, where was I? Um, let's go, verse 2. You know how badly we had been treated at Philippi just before we came to you and how much we suffered there. Yet our God gave us the courage to declare his good news to you boldly in spite of opposition. So you can see we were not preaching with any deceit or impure motives or trickery. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul and the, the, the apostles, they were not preaching for any trickery or to try to prove a point. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. Our purpose is what? To please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. So I'm not the one to examine your motives or anyone's motives. You are not the one to examine my motives. It's God who examines our motives. It's very, very important that you and I, we make it a purpose in our hearts to please God. Because the one who matters is God. I mean, what a, I mean this is a very powerful verse. Verse 4. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God. To please God. Not people. He also examines the motives of our hearts. Hallelujah. So it's very, very important that you and I aim to please God. Now, what, now we, last week we talked about some of the things Jesus said about pleasing men versus God. Because it's easy to decide to please men. It's very easy. Because you can see men right here. But you can't see God. So many people in thinking they are pleasing God, they are actually pleasing men. Look at Luke chapter 16 verse 15. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men. But God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So what, about, what Jesus is saying is that, look, many of us try to justify ourselves before people. But God knows our hearts. For anything or the things that are highly exalted, that are exalted, that are important to men, or to people are an abomination in the sight of God. Because any time we try to please men, we will not please God. Think about it. Any time we try to please men, we will not please God. Do you believe it? Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 also says, For if I am now seeking the approval of men, uh, for am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Whose approval are you seeking for? God, that's right, not men. Or am I trying to please men? So um, are you looking for the approval of God or the approval of men? Please let's be very accurate with the scriptures. Otherwise, there's no point of it. Galatians 1.10. For am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please man if I were try still trying to please man? So at a point he was trying to please man. At a point, he was trying to please Galileo and the, the other uh, uh, leaders of the, the sect, the Pharisees. But he's now saying that for what, uh, 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 he's now saying, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of God. But nevertheless, it's important to try to please your loved ones. Hallelujah. Don't you want to try to please your, your father? Don't you want to try to please your mother? We all want to do that, but let God be true and every man a liar. Hallelujah. John chapter 6 verse 44. How can ye believe 
which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. How can you and I believe if we do not seek the honor that comes from God only, but we are seeking the honor that comes from one another? So this message is about pleasing God, making sure that God is the most important person you and I need to please. Because when you and I please God, and God is our focus, God is the one we try to please. When that is the case, can you close the door? There's a distraction in the movement. When, when, when that is the case, with so much movement, as I say movement, when, there, when is the case where many people are trying to please man, or you are trying to please man, you get to the point where you are not able to please God. You cannot please God. Because the things you and I will do to please men is not what God wants. That's why God said, when you are praying, pray in secret. Because those who try to pray to please men, for men to say that, wow, this person is a prayerful person, their reward is that people know you are a prayerful person, but no reward from God. Because God says, the one who prays in secret, if you and I are praying, pray in secret where your heavenly father sees in secret. So that the one who sees in secret will reward you and I openly. When you are giving arms, don't give it and show off with it. Don't give it and uh, don't even let your right hand or your left hand know what your other hand is doing. And then your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So you can see that God doesn't like us or he's not interested or he doesn't like it when we try to please each other. God must be the one to please. Nevertheless, we should try to please each other. It's not a contradiction. God is number one. God is the one I should try to please. And then every other person is next. Amen? And we give the example of David the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 15, verse 1 to 5. I'll just read verse 5. The Lord did this because of David. The, the Lord did this because David had done what pleased him and had never disobeyed any of his commandments except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. So it means that God made sure that, was, that there was a light in Jerusalem or a light in the city of David only because of David, for the sake of David. Because David pleased the Lord so much that God wanted to make sure that David's name would always be around. What a blessing. What a blessing. Then we read from Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. Hallelujah. Let's quickly go through Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 to 11. 1 to 11. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which ye have to all the saints. So Apostle Paul decided to take a special note of the church at Colossae, Colossae because of their faith in Jesus Christ and their love for the saints, all the saints. Think about it. So it means that your love for all the saints distinguishes you. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. So they started to love all the saints because of the hope that was uh, 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 they were going to the reward we're going to get in heaven amen wherefore ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of god in truth as ye also learned of Ephraphras. Our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto you or unto us your love in the spirit. Think about it. For this cause, because of their love in the spirit, or because of their love for the brethren, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work 
and increasing in the fruit of uh, increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering or long suffering with joyfulness may the Lord add a blessing to the reading hearing and doing of his word hallelujah so you would see something very important Love was very important because of their love for all the saints and their faith in Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul took note of them. And because of their love, Apostle Paul decided to pray for them so that they will be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and understanding. So that they walk worthy of the Lord in pleasing the Lord. Hallelujah. So we began to talk about the, uh, uh, what we need to do to please the Lord. What do you and I need to do to please the Lord? What are the scriptures? These are not hearsay or assumption. Or let me just say something and find a verse to, to force a verse to fit in. No. What verses are we using? What verses do we find in the Bible which clearly say that this thing you do will please the Lord? Number one, love God and each other. Love God and each other. Colossians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. We just read that. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 8 to 11. Colossians or Colossians chapter 1 verse 8 to 11. Who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. For this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that he might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Next verse. That he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So now you see a clear scripture that talks about the fact that when you love you will please the Lord. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. The Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you. But that word new commandment is just the establishment of the commandment. Because this is a commandment he gave in the Old Testament. But it was fulfilled or established in Jesus Christ. What I mean by that is that Jesus Christ came to establish that commandment. When he established the fact that the first two commandments or the greatest commandments are to love God and love each other. Now John chapter 13 verse 34 and 35 says, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another, who love one another the same way I loved you, that's how you should love each other. Love each other, that is my commandment I'm giving to you. Love each other because I have loved you. Now love each other the same way I have loved you. Now what does the next verse say? Verse 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. So I want to encourage us when people come to this church let us, let the love of God radiate through us. Kenneth Hagen, his church people felt the love. Let this church be known as a church that loves. As for love we love people. As for love we love people. Not that we, we say we love and then we are talking behind their back. No. Or you have a you, you, you talk and, and 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 say I believe this I believe that and then you go to another place and you say something different. Hallelujah! Let our yes be yes and our nay be no. Let us love one another. The world, because right now the world feels that Christians are hypocrites because there's always fighting. Many Christians fight each other. I told you guys about my boss, my old boss who said, no, Christians are hypocrites. They, they fight, they are hypocrites, they argue with each other, there's envy. He mentioned a whole host of things that Christians do that prove that he doesn't, that's why he doesn't really believe in religion. He says, no, I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in all this. Because I believe in myself, because at least I, I, I try to do my best to love people. But many Christians, that's, that's what they say. Rejoinder's book talks about the fact that Christians against Christians. 
parents against children, children against parents, uh, 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 church member against church member, employer against employee, employee against uh, uh, employee, division. Satan's primary strategy is to cause division in every single form of relationship. And not division by living somewhere, but division by, by spreading false rumors. And just spreading falsehood. That is the, that's what causes the division. No, you don't live somewhere to cause division. But how do you respond to the living? Are you going to spread false rumors? That is what causes people to know that, no, these people, they are not Christians. Because the Bible says, by this. So from now on, let us have a conscious, let it be in our minds. The Bible says, put on charity. Charity is a cloak. Put it on. Put on charity. Because it's the bond of perfectness. When you and I are judged, we are not going to be judged faithful because of anything but whether we love, how we loved God and loved each other. Full stop. How will you prove your faithfulness to God when God judges us? God is not going to judge us based on church, this, no, no. How were you faithful to God? How did you love God? How did you love your neighbor? That's why you and I, we must search the scriptures. I, I was watching TBN some time and someone said something about Jesus is not the only begotten, blah, blah. Yeah, we know that uh, uh, we're made a little lower than God. This, uh, there are verses, but they, they were saying that, no, we are not the only, uh, Jesus was not the only begotten. We are also uh, uh, saying some mystery things. But this was a very famous person. But I said, no, I don't believe it. It's, the Bible doesn't support this. Search the scriptures daily to find out whether what was said was so. Another pastor, very fa famous pastor, said that you can have com commit adultery, you can fornicate at will, freely, just do everything you want, and your sins are already forgiven. So you are, you have a, you are, you are okay. God will not be happy with it, but you are fine. I, 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 I rejected it. Because what, is, what scripture are you using? Yes, you've used the scripture. He used scriptures. He even used First John. But he, he said First John, he used First John chapter 1 verse from 5 to 9, 11, 10, 9. But what, he, so he said that, that forgive your, uh, uh, confess your sins. A Christian doesn't need to confess their sins. It's already forgiven past, present, future. It's true that past, present, future sins are forgiven. And he was saying that the letter was written to unbelievers. That's why he, uh, he was saying, confess your sins. He missed First John 2, 1. What does First John 2, 1 say? My little children. Unbelievers are not Apostle John's little children. My little children. These things write I unto you that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So what does that mean? It means I will not accept what he said. Very important. So when I say something and it's not in scripture, I don't mind people coming and saying that uh, the Bible says this, but you said this. Not that I don't. People have come to me to say that. I wasn't angry with them. I just expounded the scriptures more clearly to them and they understood. Simple. Proof of Christianity is we love the brethren and not love according to my definition or according to your definition or according to your definition or according to your definitions. Love is according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Yeah. Love believes the best in each other. Love beareth, or in fact, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 1. That is love. Use ESV or NLT. So I want us to get it here. Hallelujah. Very, very important because once we get it here, it will help. And we will not be running in vain. We will, we will run the race. Because the race, I, I can easily veer off. Any of us can easily veer off. Veer off from God, not any other thing. That's the most important thing to veer off. I'm not, I've not veered off God because of anything. Hallelujah. But if I'm not walking in love, I'm veering off. Because I've veered off my first love. If I could speak in any language in heaven or on earth, but didn't love others, I would only be making meaningless noise, like a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy 
Hey, prophetic gifts. Who? I see you receiving a car in the next two months. Take it in Jesus' name. You have it in Jesus' name. Yeah. And if I knew all mysteries of the future and knew everything about everything. Wow. I knew everything about everything but didn't love others. What good would, it, I, what good would I be? And if I had the gift of faith, I'm looking for faith, not to make a name for myself, but to make a name for Jesus. I, and if I had the gift of faith so that I could speak to a mountain and make it move without a love, I would be no good to anybody. Think about that. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would be of no value whatsoever. Now, let's see what love is. What is love? C-R-I-C. What is love? Yes, so it means that we must be patient with one another, even if they are in the wrong. Even if they have, in quotes, like the devil said, veered off. Patient and kind. Oh, I'm preaching? Love is not jealous. We shouldn't be jealous of anybody. If I see someone do well, doing well, I must support them. Or boastful or proud. God hates pride. One of the things I pray against is pride. Anytime I see a glimpse of pride, I try to fight it in prayer because pride is evil. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first sin, pride. Think about it. The first sin in the universe was pride. That's why you, you, once in a while you hear God opposes the wicked. Uh, or, or God's face is turned against the wicked. You hear some verses. But God opposes the proud. It means a proud person can be praying. Fasting. Or you're being poured. Kebaba, Shadada, praying. God, help me. They get every pastor to pray. But no results. Because the one you are praying to is the one who is opposing. And that comes from, with, because of pride. So I pray that none of us will be proud. Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. You don't demand your own way. Love does not, does not demand its own way. But it demands the way of Jesus. Love is not irritable. And it keeps no record of when it has been wronged. That's where you and I must remember. We must always remember not to keep a record of wrongs. Last year, this is what he did. L last month, you did this. Two years ago, you did this. Don't keep a record of wrongs. Love and, and, keeps, and, and it keeps no record of any wrong done. Okay, now next verse. It is never glad about injustice. It is never glad about injustice. This level, this is what God is going to hold us to in judgment. Nothing more. It's very simple. It, never, it is never glad about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Who glory to God. It rejoices when the truth wins out. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. When the truth wins out, it rejoices. Next verse. Love never gives up. It never gives up on anybody. He never desires anyone to wither. Hallelujah. Because it can easily turn against them. Never loses faith. Never lose faith in God. Always remember, no matter what happens, it's always hopeful. You and I must be hopeful. There's nothing that should make us not, unhope, not hopeful. There shouldn't be a time that I'm not hopeful in life. Oh, poor me. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm lost. Oh, I'm going down. No, 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 no. Always hopeful. See yourself the way God sees you. I said what? Always hopeful. Always hopeful. And endures through every circumstance. Oh, hallelujah. Endures. Love will last forever. 
That's why we'll be judged based on how we loved God and each other. But prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will all disappear. Continue. Now we know only a little, and even the gift of prophecy reveals little. That's the thing. So you can be a prophet, you can have the gift of prophecy, but you know very little. I might have knowledge, but it might be very little. There was a lady who grew up in the church, and all of a sudden she says she's prophetic, so no one can say anything to her. I said, you are wrong. But when the end comes, these special gifts will all disappear. They will. In heaven, do you need gift of tongues? No. But when the end comes, these, please continue, special gifts will all disappear. It's like this. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and responded as a child does. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly as in a poor mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. So it means that don't judge before the time. Don't put God in a box and say this is how God works. I've not received my, my, uh, the, my blessing I'm looking for. So this is on the way God did it this way for this person. So it means it's not going to work for me. No. God works in different ways. He deals with each individual differently. So we should never put God in a box. Never limit God and say that this is the only way God works. No, don't limit God. God is bigger than that. God is bigger than that. God will surprise us all the time. You can't say that this is how God calls someone. This is how God does this. That's, that's that, that irresponsible. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Very irresponsible. Because you are saying that God is small. But God is big. But then all that I know now is partial. So don't be irresponsible to say that this person was trusting God and died. That person was trusting God the same way. He, uh, uh, this person was looking for a child and didn't get a child. That person also. So as I'm praying, is this, uh, and I can see the same things happening. So therefore, God is not going to give it to me. That's, that's irresponsible. Don't do that. God is big. I said God is bigger than that. God will provide you, supply all our needs. Let's not put God in the box. Don't put God in a box. God is too big. Many people, my daughter has said many times, oh, I'm miserable. What a miserable life. Because she had to look out. Should I just continue? Should I? It's okay. It's too late. Because I had to look after my little sister and different things. So life is, no, 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 no. You are being responsible. God is bigger than that. It could be that because of what you are doing, God would rather open doors for you. You were not able to, to, to go to certain places because of the gospel. <laughs> because of the gospel. But don't think it's wasted time. God is too big that maybe that is the avenue he's going to use to take you to the next level and to give you your apartment. Clap for Jesus. Now we see things imperfectly as in a poor mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God knows me now. There are three things that will endure. Faith, hope, and love. Faith will endure. Hope will endure. Love will endure. You don't need faith in heaven because you, 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 you are with God. You don't need hope in heaven because the resurrection has happened. But love will always remain forever. That's why the greatest of these is love. And that's why when God is judging us, he's going to judge us based on how we loved. How did you love? When you were serving God, did you serve God because you loved God and you loved the people? Or the people were numbers to you? Or the people were tithe? How did you serve God? I'm serious. That's what Apostle Paul was saying. It means that you and I 
let's not think about numbers. Numbers are not the solution. I don't know if you're getting what I mean. L let it be people about people. Jesus, if it was just one person, Jesus would have had to die for that person. Hebrews 9.22 says, For almost all things are by the law purged from sin. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. People are not just numbers. When I used to pastor in Minneapolis, some people would say, oh, it, it looks like it, we are just numbers. But no, 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 no. We are not just numbers. Everyone is an individual, precious to God. Like Bishop Dark, what Mills always says, a soul is a soul and is precious to God. Amen. I love that, that, that statement. A soul is a soul. It's true. I said a soul is a soul. It's true. A soul is a soul, meaning that every individual is a soul and every individual is precious to God. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Number two, serve God. Serve God because he is God. The Bible says because we have received this mercy, we don't faint. I want us all to have a reason why we are serving God. I'm serving God. I, I'm, see, when I was an unbeliever, people don't understand it. When I was an unbeliever, I thought I could never be saved. Because every time someone preaches to me, I'll cry I'll go home and say, okay, I'm going to serve God. I'm, I'm going to be a Christian. And then when I wake up, I'm back to normal, back to sin. So at a point, I was saying to myself, can I ever be saved? Will I ever be saved? So when Christ saved me, what can I do for him? I can help him save others. Simple. So what about you? What is your motivation for serving God? Apart from the reward and because, apart from the fact that you love God, what are you doing? Why are you serving God? Has he helped you? Has he helped you? Yeah. If God has helped you and God has taken you from something, you, you and I must serve him. You and I must appreciate him. You and I must offer reasonable service. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I'm preaching to somebody here. Yeah. Understand it. And, and, and you need to be told what to do. You need to be told, I'm not told what to do when I'm going on outreach. Who is telling me to do that? Hallelujah. Sometimes I can go myself on outreach. Go with others. Go with people. Because it is reasonable service. So you and I in the same way, let's go out. Because I don't believe in circulating church members. Hallelujah. I don't believe in a church full of Christians who are going circulating. No. I believe in the lost soul. Those, it's so precious when, oh, you put your hands together for the Lord. It's so precious. I mean, I, I, the, the, I mean, hey, as someone who didn't know Jesus and comes to Jesus, oh God, may this church be filled with such people. Come, put your hands together for Jesus. May this church be filled with such people. People who no one wants. People who no one wants. Let, let's, I pray that God gives us the heart to love them. Um, God is still helping me to love certain people. Hallelujah. People who no one wants. Poor, whatever. Nobody wants them. Go to the highways and the byways and compare and aggazzle them to come. So that my house will be full. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. If I use an uh, amplified. who oh, glory to God, I'm preaching. Hallelujah. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God. Yes. In view. To make a decisive dedication of your bodies. Who glory to God. Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. Holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Because of what God has done for you. Oh, glory to God. Did you get that? Because of what God has done for you. I was wondering whether I will ever be saved. I wanted to be saved, but I will go back to the world. The, the next day. It happened over year, over year, over year, over year. So, 
If that is the case, I, I went to different places. No hope. And God took me to one of the best churches, Lighthouse. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. And that's where God turned my life around. Yeah. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication because of what God did. Because God saved you. Am I preaching to somebody? I said, because God saved you. Because God saved you. God, to, I should have been dead sleeping in my grave. Oh, no, it's true. I almost died a number of times in sin. Many at the times I almost died. Car almost hit different. I was drunk after I was drunk in the streets of London in the tube station. And I was with a friend. I went to a club and I was with a friend and we were we, we, in fact we were standing by the right in front of the train, whatever, and we were waiting for the train. But I was tipsy. And then my friend went to talk, was chatting with a girl right by. As he was chatting with her, I was falling in and he held me. Another person had the same experience and is dead now. So in view of God's mercies, when I remember that, that I should have been in hell, God, I, thank, I thank God for giving me the opportunity to send people from hell to heaven. Amen. I should have been in hell, so God is now using me to send people to heaven from hell. What about you? What is the what, what is the, 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 the thing that you are uh, uh, doing to offer a reasonable service to God? Maybe you would have been on drugs. And God saved you, so help people not to be on drugs. I'm preaching. Oh, glory to God. So serve God. We went on about the crowns and rewards. Then the next thing we talked about is care for. Looks like we might not even get to. Let's see how it goes. Number three, last, this is still last week. Take care of and help your parents. And what did we read? We read from 1 Timothy 5, 1 to 4. Never speak harshly to an older man but appeal to him respectfully as you would your, to your own father. Talk to your younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. And treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. Take care of any widow who has no one else to take care of her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. Yeah. Take care of the widow who cannot take care of themselves. We must repay our parents by taking care of them, whether or not they have money. Then Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Isn't that a blessing? Then Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, NLT says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is right, the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, Things will go well with you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by way of treating them, mis uh, uh, by, by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the, the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Then we went on and we talked about all that stuff. Hallelujah. Look at James 1.27. James James chapter 1 and verse 27. Am I preaching to somebody? Pure religion and undefiled, meaning good, real, proper religion, which is not defiled, which is pure. Before God, not before man, not before me, before God, is this, to visit 
the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Look at this in NLT. Pure and lasting religion in the sight of God our Father means that we must care for orphans and widows in their troubles and refuse to let the world corrupt us. So, pure religion, pure Christianity is to make sure we are not corrupted by the world and to look after orphans, widows, which also means helping the poor, etc., etc. What do you think? So I want to encourage us to help the needy. In this church, the needy are important to us. The poor are very important. Very, very important. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage us. Are we hearing what I'm talking about? I want to encourage us to, 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 to look, help them. Help them. Help them. Hallelujah. Look for them. When you see a widow, when you know a widow, you know an orphan, you know someone in need, help them. That is pleasing to God. Let's look at the next one. We'll start it. I don't think we will be nowhere close to finishing it. The next way to please the Lord. What's the first? Love. What's the second? Serve God. What's the third? Give help your parents. And all these verses, we heard what God said about them. Next one will be found in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 8. It's really, really powerful. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life sets you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after, according to the spirit. So these are very important. Hallelujah. So God sent Jesus Christ, who was in the flesh, I mean, meaning that he, he, he was human. He was fully human, fully God. So even though he came in the flesh, flesh, always sub, was, flesh was always subdued by sin. Flesh always yielded to sin. But Jesus Christ came in the flesh and condemned sin by living a righteous life, obeying all the laws, and therefore condemning sin, which had power the, over the flesh, condemning sin in his flesh. So he in his flesh, was able to condemn sin in the flesh so that the righteous requirements of the law will be fulfilled in those who have faith in Jesus Christ. Am I saying something to somebody? For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things on, of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things or on the things of the spirit. For to set your mind on the flesh is death. But to set your mind, set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Verse 7 and 8. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Cannot. We saw in Hebrews eleven six that it is impossible to please God without faith, which will come. Well, that's one of the ones we talk about. But now this verse is in, in, uh, uh, Romans eight eight says, "Those who are in the flesh cannot please God." Isn't that interesting? Did you know that verse was there? Good News Translation, we'll get a couple of translations. Verse six to eight says, "To be controlled by human nature." Results in death. The flesh is just a human nature. To be, con be, to be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace. And so people become enemies of God when they are controlled by their human nature. For they do not obey God's law 
and in fact they cannot obey it those who obey their human nature cannot please god we'll go into details can cannot those who live according to the human nature the way i think okay no this this happened so therefore it means this look at what is happening here so because this is happening here it means this hey look at this guy look at how he's walking it means he did this or this guy and this lady the, the, the guy and the lady were together the way they were walking and talking it therefore means this <clears throat> This pastor has a nice house, nice car. So it therefore means he's taking the money. Come on. This person is accusing the founder. So it means it is true. No, we can't say that. Therefore also, this person is, is accusing somebody who left. You can't also just say that it means it's true. The fact that somebody leaves. <laughs> Glory to God I'm preaching. It's a good message. Okay. Weymouth's New Testament. Because for the mind to be given up to earthly things means death. But for it to be given up to spiritual things means life and peace. Abandonment of earthly things is a state of... Uh, abandonment to earthly things is a state of enmity to God. When you abandon yourself to earthly things... It's enmity to God. Such a mind does not submit to God's law because they are looking after money. And indeed cannot do so. And those whose hearts are absorbed in earthly things cannot please God. Did you get that? So now we are seeing something that can happen or something we can do or a state of mind that will never please God. So how you live, think, and make decisions will determine whether you please God or not. If you and I are led by the Spirit, are controlled by the Spirit, think in a spiritual way, think in, 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 in line with the Holy Spirit, think in line with the Bible, we will please God. Any of us who think in line with normal earthly thinking, Thinking in the mind, even though God has given us a spirit of wisdom. Thinking through the mind, we can never please God. Did you get that? I'll explain it in detail. I don't want to start, otherwise I'll end late. This is another clear verse that says we can never please God if we are influenced by our human nature. It's similar to what happened with Matthew. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 22 to 24. What's the noise I'm hearing? Then Peter, so Matthew 16, 22 to 24. Then Peter took him, just Jesus, after saying that you, 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 you are the, 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 the rock or pet, pet, petrol. You are the rock. And upon this rock, Petra, the feminine mighty rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, upon this rock I'll build my church. So Peter got fans. Peter was like, who? Jesus said, blessed are thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father in heaven. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever shall be loose on earth should have been loose in heaven. Fantastic. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Oh, Peter was on top. Then Peter, Jesus began to talk to the apostles, the disciples about how he must be betrayed and be killed and rise from the dead. And Peter, what did he do? Matthew 16, 22 to 24. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall never be unto thee. But he turned and said unto him, unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, this is very important. Jesus was saying that, Anything that promotes human agenda, 
anything that promotes the success or the good of humanity in terms of me, anything that is, 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 is for me that is contrary to God's will is an offense to him. And you cannot please God for that. Why do I say that? What was God's will? God's will was that Jesus would leave heaven, come to the earth, be born in a manger, be crucified, preach a bit, heal, teach, teach, heal, preach, be crucified, die, and on the third day rise from the dead to save humanity from sin. But when Peter heard it, Peter wanted comfort. No, Jesus, no, you are not going to die. No, be it far from you. The Bible says Peter began to rebuke. When I looked at the Greek, it was a rebuke. Child, rebuke him. I initially thought, oh, Peter began to just say, oh, come on, Jesus. But he began to rebuke him. Like Jesus, oh, Lord, how can you say that? No, 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 I don't agree with you. No, 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 you can't die. No, you can't die. No, 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 that can't happen. No, if I, no, it's far from you, you never. Then Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Because Jesus knew it was Satan who was speaking through him. Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. How can someone who is an offense unto Jesus please him? You are an offense unto me. Because you are focusing on the things that are of men and not of God. So I want to encourage us never to, 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 to get to a point where everything is about what we think outside the Bible. We'll talk about this. I'm just giving a, a small... But we'll go into details next week, God willing. Let's be careful not to be people who are, this is what I think. And then when you look at the Bible, it's contrary to it. But you force the Bible to apply. Because you and I can get the Bible to say anything we want the Bible to say. But deep down in our hearts, we know that that's not true. I can get the Bible to say anything. Those who, were, who, who owned slaves, they were going to church on Sunday. But deep down in their hearts, once the Holy Spirit is in you, you know that it's, it's demonic to have slaves. Total demonic. But they were letting the Bible say what the Bible did not intend. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So you and I must be very, very careful. Let's focus on God. And the only way to do it is to be in the Word. The Bible talks about sincere, having the word of God and, 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 and be sincere as you enter into the word. You and I can take the word of God and handle it deceitfully. But God wants you and I to take the word of God and in sincerity, take it and genuinely, deep down, all the, from the bottom of our hearts, use the scriptures to mean exactly what the Bible meant. Very, very important. Even if you are trying to get someone to not fornicate, or you are trying to get someone to not steal, don't twist the scriptures to satisfy that. Very important, because God will not be happy with you even though you are trying to help the person, because you, you handle the word of God deceitfully. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. So it's very, very important. I want to encourage us to remember that there is the natural man and the spirit man. Or better to say, there's the natural way of thinking and there's the spiritual way of thinking. Nevertheless, we have to still use our minds because even the spirit of wisdom and knowledge means that God expects us to use our minds. But even the, 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 the mind, the, the, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, it's even coming from the Holy Spirit. So you see that the Holy Spirit is still present in that. So it means that spirit-controlled mind any person who is thinking and doing things, making decisions, living in the word. Most decisions are based on the word, not because of someone's theory. I can bring a theory, but it doesn't hold. One of the poets, I mean, I've read some of Plato, uh, Socrates, Aristotle. Whew, I was surprised how they, they, they think deeply. Those days, BC, they, they, they thought, the deep thinkers. Aristotle was uh, 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 the mentor to Alexander the Great. The deep thinkers. But I, I, I can't use his theories and his ideas to dictate how I live. I will not please God. I must use the Bible, what the Bible says. What, what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that I must love. I don't care what is happening. Anything I do must not veer from love. Otherwise, I'm not pleasing God. I, 
anything I'm doing so fast is breaking First Corinthians 13 or in the mouth of two or three witnesses, breaking at least two or three of them, I'm not pleasing God. We must fight for the faith. I'm t- I, I, very honest. Also includes that homeless lady. As for that homeless lady, her place is always going to be sitting here as we are having church. God forbid that I will not be around and someone will say, go, 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 go. God forbid. Not here. Hallelujah. Because once that happens, we are not pleasing God. We've shifted. As I close, someone, I think, focused on a family. One of James, James Dobson, one of these focused on a family. I, I don't know what I just I think it was focused on a family. Someone was talking about a time he and a friend, I think he himself did it. He went to the doctors, very successful man. He went to the doctors. They checked him to make sure he was in good health. So he had an experiment he was doing for a few months, maybe six months. Or, or I can't remember the length of time. But he was, so, he, he, he was going to pretend to be a beggar. He was going to be eating McDonald's. He was going to be wretched. He was going to be homeless. So he actually became homeless intentionally and wanted to see how the churches would receive him. He will go to a church. As he's walking in, the ashes will rush. Is, is, is it money you want? Okay, that, that's the money. Okay, you can go. You can go. Hey, Jesus, is, Jesus cannot be in that church. Or if Jesus is in the church, Jesus was not. He, the, the, the person who was thro- moving him away was not being was not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead him. Think about it. He went to, in many, almost all the states in the United States, and the churches, some of the pastors will escort him out. He wants food. Does anyone have change? Okay, give him change. Okay, bye-bye. Doesn't he deserve the gospel? Doesn't he deserve to come to church? Yeah. Far from God. That mindset cannot please God. Because the natural thinking is that he's dirty. He'll smell. He's not, he, he, he will make us uncomfortable. It will make everyone uncomfortable. But you have to decide that if I love God, and I want God to love through me, they are important. And even if I am not comfortable, I would force myself to be comfortable for the sake of Christ. Think about it. He went to many, in fact, most of the states. And he was kicked out of the church. He was not wanted in the church. I remember, there was a time he was walking to the church, wretched. I mean, he dressed in, and the, the people met him and just gave him a handout and said, Thank you, you can go. Keep walking. They didn't even preach to him because they wanted to be comfortable. May that not be our story, God forbid. May our story be that we welcome anyone Christ died for. And that the church will be filled with every kind of person who doesn't know God and will get to know God. And will be trained to serve God and to also reach out to other people. In Jesus' name. We will continue next week about how to please God. Shall we stand to our feet? Oh, you can put your hands together some more. Come on, those over there, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. We're waiting on you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Not for me, for Jesus. Are, are they clapping? Oh, that, that's the only one clapping. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow, it took so long for someone to put their hands together for Jesus. It's Jesus. Don't you want... Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's speak to the Lord and ask God to make us more like Jesus. Lord, make me more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus Christ. I don't want to be anyone who Jesus is angry with. I don't want to be a Pharisee who Jesus always said negative things about. 
I want to be like the tax collector who could not look up to heaven but said, Lord, have mercy on me. And then God saved him. I want to be like John the Revelator. I, I, I want to serve you, Lord. Let's speak to him. Lord, if you can use anything, use me. Use me to touch the brokenhearted, to reach the lost. The lost. The lost. The lost. Pray that we will not be like many of the churches who have about 80, 70% of them are from other churches. Pray that this church will not be 70, 80% from other churches, mother churches, but there will be new converts. Lord, I want to be, I, 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 Lord, we want this church to be a church full of people who have given their lives to Jesus Christ and are new converts. Lord, fill this church with new converts. Use me to be a blessing to new converts, to the poor, to the helpless. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you can use anything, ask him. If you can use anything, you can use me. If you can use anything, 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 you can use me. I hope that noise is not going to be there. But gently, if you can use anything, you can use me. Just speak to him for a few minutes. Ask him to use you. Ask him to change your heart. Ask him to give you the heart that pleases him. God, I pray that I will never be, speak to him, Lord, I will never be someone like the Pharisees who you would speak against. But may I be someone who you would have mercy on. Someone who you would have mercy upon because I please you. May I please you, O oh God. Like David the king, may I be a man after your own heart. May we be people after your own heart, O oh God. Who will fulfill all your will. Who will fulfill all your will, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whilst we are praying, if you are here, you are watching, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are far away from God, Jesus wants to save you. If you want your sins forgiven, then I want to ask you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. If you've said this prayer for the first time, you are a child of God, you are born again. I want to encourage you to serve the Lord. I want to encourage you to look for a church, a good church. Hallelujah. And be faithful to God in the church.
Yes, I repeat it. To be faithful to God in the church. No contradiction. To be faithful to God in the church. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. It's now time for us to take our offering. But before then, I just want to say God bless you to those watching online. I want to say may God bless you. If I let us all lift our hands to the Lord. May the Lord Jesus bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you peace. May he enrich you with every good thing. May the hedge and fire of the Lord of protection, may the hedge of fire and protection of the Lord be around you. May his hedge of protection and fire be around us all. And may he provide for you. For our God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Because of Christ Jesus, may God supply our needs. May he supply our financial needs. May he supply our, our, our health needs. May he supply every need we have according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Shalom, shalom. God bless you. It's now time for us to take our offering. Hallelujah. We may take our seats. If you have your tithe offering, I want to encourage you to give a good offering. Hallelujah. Amen. To the Lord. Give to the Lord. Giving is spiritual. Hallelujah. So let's give to the Lord and God will bless us. Father God, bless our offering in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we done? You should know to be done. It's automatic.